Welcome to All That Glitters, a podcast about inspiring relationships and stellar humans. It's just a reminder that if things are not looking great for you at the moment, you can still find greatness in certain things that you bring to the table or some of your skill sets or just the relationships that you have. And just knowing that you are growing and going through something, you are still a beautiful work in progress. Hello, friends. Welcome to the very first solo episode on the All the Glitters podcast. Conrad and I wanted to start testing out some different episode styles. So this week, it's just me. And next week, it's going to be just him. So we will see how this goes, how it feels for size and if we like it. (laughs) For my episode, I'm going to focus on some ways that I am actively staying positive and inspired. I'm living a time in my life right now where there's a whole lot of uncertainty and a lot with which I cannot do. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there experiencing adversities and just experiencing setbacks. And that's not always the most inspiring place to be. So I'm learning that if I lean into toxic or negative mindsets, it really just makes me more sensitive and throws me into this upside down type place. And I have a really hard time snapping out of it. So I've had to work extra hard at staying hopeful and keeping things light especially when there seems to be a big, heavy storm cloud over me. And I'm also reminding myself that personal happiness is mostly up to me. So it's my responsibility to do things and invest in rituals that really help me show up better for myself and for others. And I'll just say right off the bat, some of those low hanging fruit things are fitness If I'm feeling frustrated, getting outside, going for a walk, putting on some great music. That is always a big mood booster for me. I remember when I was a young girl, I would play teeny bop music to really brighten the mood. And the other day I was kind of feeling down and I just put on my nostalgic teeny bop playlist on Spotify and it just completely changed the trajectory of my mindset. (laughs) Another thing is just faith and gratitude, practicing those every day and just thinking about all the things that I do have and all these wonderful blessings is so important. And then also investing in creative sessions. While I'm a little limited, I definitely feel like Getting creative, whether it's in the kitchen or it's illustration or learning new effects on Photoshop, whatever it is, just getting me into the mindset of creativity and expressing myself. Those are all super, super important things to help with my mood. But the one thing that I want to focus on for this episode that has really helped me during this time is my support system. And looking up to people who have really and truly provided some serious guidance during this time in my life. So I've noticed that there are particular people that have really, really special characteristics. And a lot of them actually share some commonality in these traits. So for my episode, I have broken down 10 habits or characteristics of the people I admire most. And for the sake of anonymity, I'm not going to reveal the names or who who they are, but it is a combination of loved ones, mentors, influential personalities, and honestly, some people that I've met through Instagram, but all of which I really respect. And I feel like I've benefited from how they are showing up in the world and some of their characteristics. So I thought, who knows, maybe these takeaways will help other people as much as they've helped me. Okay. So number one, 
The first thing that I want to start off with is that they do not dwell and they do not overthink. So even when things are uncertain, they are still well aware that things are still in fact happening. And this one is really important for me because going through a lawsuit, it can feel really debilitating at times. And like my life is on hold, but that really is not the case. In actuality, my life is still going. I'm still moving forward, even though it is hard to sometimes recognize what progress is happening right now or what kind of growth. I know that the responsibility is to not invest time in things that I cannot control and not go down these rabbit holes of dwelling on things that feel really negative. And that might kind of sound cliche, but while I'm in this waiting period, I don't actually have to rely on waiting. I can find little pieces of value in not depending or relying on a certain outcome, if that makes sense. So if things are not looking great for you at the moment, you can still find greatness in certain things that you bring to the table or some of your skill sets or just the relationships that you have. And just knowing that you are growing and going through something, you are still a beautiful work in progress. I feel like the only way you actually take a step back is if you're living in the past or you're comparing yourself to a previous version of yourself and making a decision to just not do anything in this waiting. For me, like that is just not an option. I don't want to just sit around and say, I'm going to wait to see what the outcome is, especially when I can't control what the outcome is going to be. So yeah, to sum it up, this point is that the people I'm really inspired by, I notice that they do not dwell on things. They move forward no matter what. And just because there is uncertainty in an outcome, it doesn't mean that you have to put you on hold. Okay. Number two, they make both mental and physical health a priority. Now, Conrad and I have talked about this a lot on the podcast and how we use physical fitness as a form of mental therapy, but all the people I look up to also make this a big part of their lives. And I would say the majority of them actually do this because it mitigates stress It keeps you sharp. And when we're talking about mental health, I like to think of this as a muscle in a way that can be exercised. So just like a physical muscle can tear or get pulled, your mentality can also get damaged at times. So it's really important to ask for help or go get help where you need it and be aware of when you are falling into a negative or toxic mindset. And, and like, it requires a lot of self-awareness and it's certainly not easy to take control of your thoughts, but just like you can become physically strong, you can also become mentally strong. The idea is that you can get better at just practicing and putting that effort into it. So just like you would at the gym and a person that I really look up to hits this nail on the head. He told me an integral part of experiencing success and fulfillment comes from fixing your mind on goodness, abundance, faith, and hope. That's a direct quote. (laughs) Um, But we do live a large part of our lives in our thoughts. And while we can't always control what happens, what, or what we experience, we can shape our circumstances to benefit us. And I think that's where we kind of take that power back. Moving on to number three, they don't just work hard. They work effectively. So I'm a big believer in hard work, but I feel like part of working hard is so that You figure out ways to do things more efficiently. And over time, the hard work pays off in ways 
where you get better at compartmentalizing your time, because I think time is just the greatest resource. We only have so much of it and getting better at knowing where to really invest your time so that you're carving out more meaning and value in your life is really, really important. And the people I aspire to be like, aren't the ones trying to fit 28 hours into a 24 hour day and constantly feeling overworked. In fact, it's the opposite. They become stellar at utilizing their time. I also noticed that when they're tired or when they're having a bad day or a bad week, they learn to just rest, go get a massage or have a mental health day or whatever it looks like. They learned to really invest in resting as opposed to just quitting. They also take the time to really acknowledge people, just something as simple as they answer their emails, they respond to people, they follow through with their word and they do it right away. So like a perfect example of this is I was at a dinner the other night with a friend and this friend said, oh my gosh, I've got to put you in touch with this person. And rather than me like waiting to see if they actually followed through with it or them waiting till later at the risk of them forgetting, they just got on their phone for one minute, made a text introduction and just followed through immediately. And I just thought that was a good reminder because how often do we say, oh, I should connect these people or, oh, I have some great tips for you. I'll share them later. And you just take a little time in that moment to do it right then and there. And I just think that kind of goes in line with this form of efficiency and integrity and following through with your word. That's number three. Number four is they practice stoicism. So if you listen to our last podcast, you might've gotten a little snippet of this. And it has a lot to do with being self-aware in really recognizing how you are allowing something to affect you. For example, there are certain stressors or situations that come into our lives that we can't control. But when we really take a moment to map out how we want that to fit into our lives, it gives a better space for it and kind of a place for you to control it, or at least your reaction to it. And another part of this point on stoicism is not getting caught up in pettiness. I've noticed this particular person does not invest in petty dramas or nor will you catch them like gossiping about other people. And I found that that's a really quality trait is that they don't fall into these little traps of pettiness. So rather they're just like observing and taking inventory on what others are doing, but it doesn't come with this massive lens of judgment, nor do they get easily triggered. And that kind of reminds me that your reaction is really where the control is. So a quote that goes with this point that I want to share is you will continue to suffer if you have an emotional reaction to everything that's said to you. True power is sitting back and observing everything with logic True power is restraint. If words control you, that means everyone else can control you. Breathe and allow things to pass. So I think that totally works there for that point. And the person I am thinking of that has really inspired this point for me, that quote perfectly represents that characteristic. Okay, moving on to number five. They have a support system. This is a really simple point, but what I've noticed is that people that I really look up to, they don't operate entirely solo. They're really good at surrounding themselves with people that can make them aware of their blind spots. And they also have people around them that want to see them succeed. So they're not investing in a support group. That's just surface level. Oh, you're great. Let's empower you. It's more 
gritty. It comes with, Hey, remember this time that you did that? That wasn't so good. Let me help you kind of carve out a new pathway. So you don't make that mistake again, or, Hey, don't forget that this is something you are continually doing or continually bringing up as a weakness of yours. Like, don't forget it. So they surround themselves with like-minded achievers, but people that also challenge them and bring out the best in them and kind of keep them out of trouble. So I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind. It's like, you want somebody to have your back, but also provide some level of value so that you're making better decisions for the better part of you. And just to put a little bow on this point, it's good to remind yourself that it's okay to lean on people and to surround yourself with people that make you feel good. But at the same time, you do want to have a solid foundation for support so that if you find yourself in a bit of a pickle and you're needing help with strategy, you know the right people to go to that you can really trust. Okay, number six, they have a clear understanding of what motivates them and they strategize. This has to do with kind of planning ahead and treating life almost like a game of chess where you're anticipating the future and you're aware of people's capabilities, not only your own capabilities, but what other people are capable of. So a lot of this point has to do with playing into your own strengths and recognizing where you can get ahead and when you should outsource if you're feeling insufficient in certain ways. But my big takeaway from this point is that People in this category for me that I'm really inspired by, they all have some form of a routine that they've seen personal success with. And so they keep reinvesting in that type of routine. And of course they modify it as they go, but they don't treat every day like it's a free for all. There is real structure and some big priorities that they hit every day that moves the ball forward. And whether they're motivated by financial methods or by helping people or by creativity. They're really making sure to address that every day. So I think that's a good thing to remember that it's good to have a real routine that serves you. What else is important to, to mention here is that this method of routine helps them get into the right mindset at the right time so that they're not only setting reasonable goals, but they're really investing in, okay, what is the expectation from this day? And let's go ahead and make sure we're really meeting those. Moving on to point number seven, they put up boundaries and they are not afraid to say no. This is the trait that I think I've struggled with the most. And I've talked about it before on previous episodes, but I am definitely the type of person that likes to make other people feel good and make other people feel comfortable. And that will sometimes come at the expense of my own comfort and limitations at times. And I find that I always end up resenting. So this habit is something I am really working on. And it's not been in my favor to assume that by showing up in good faith that somebody else will. And so I think this definitely is a good point for me that requires major sharpening. And the person in my life that has inspired me to do better at setting boundaries has had many years of practice and great success achieving this gracefully, whether it's been from toxic people or toxic relationships or just not being taken advantage of. And I think I just struggle with this because, you know, I want to be a good person and I want people to see me as a good person. So I work really hard at assuring them 
and being agreeable, but sometimes that goodness is interpreted as a weakness or as something someone can capitalize on or take advantage of. And my goal is to get better at spotting those kind of people or situations and getting better at boundaries while also keeping my participation in good nature. So I'm not like sacrificing who I really am. I'm just getting better at not putting it all out there so that, so that people could like poke holes for anyone out there that has trouble setting boundaries. Just know that this can be learned and learn it with me. (laughs) Okay. Number eight, they want to improve other people's lives. And I think this one is a really special quality because few people really do have the mental ability and success rate to be a really good mentor. And the ones that do, I feel are just rare birds. They're, they're the real unicorns. Um, and they choose to give back where they can, and they almost can anticipate when their advice or when their wisdom is really resonating with people. But I love the idea of being able to give back in a way that gives others a better blueprint. And in general, there seems to be a gravitation toward sharing knowledge as you experience life. So typically you do associate mentors with people that are older than you, but that's, that's not always necessarily the case. You can find just as much value in someone who is at a different stage of life and you recognize that they're experiencing something and that, you know, you want them to succeed and get through it. So I aspire to one day be like this particular person who is just really good at giving out secrets to life. And so hopefully someday I can do that. I love the idea of giving out secrets to younger people someday like Skittles. (laughs) Okay. Number nine, they read, they network, they consume, they listen. Part of this whole thing is really just absorbing like a big SpongeBob, you know, and, uh, staying with it. So the idea of just staying close to the fire, staying in the know, being aware of what's going on, whether it's current events or it's pop culture, it's like, what are the kids into these days? Just, just being open to consuming a lot of that stuff. And it reminds me that when I was growing up, I remember being really turned off by the idea of just doing one thing and just being like super absorbed in that one thing that you start missing out on other things. And I remember when gymnastics started to get really demanding, I felt like I wasn't getting as much time in my day to do homework or to hang out with friends or my parents or, you know, do creative things. And I started to kind of back off on my hours, like how often I was contributing to my gymnastics, it really helped balance out the ticket for me because I had more time to do my homework or go sew something in my closet. But really this whole point is just about being inspired by the concept of greater knowledge. And it's good to be in the know and know a lot and be good at many things. And it's kind of like the question of, would you rather be a jack of all trades or a master of one. I think for me, I relate to the idea of being a a jack of all trades in some form where over the years, I'm picking up a lot of different skill sets or improving on certain things, as opposed to, you know, putting thousands and thousands and thousands of hours into just one thing. We are on number 10, the last point. And I want to finish on this one because I think it's probably the most important the people that I am most inspired by right now all want to improve uh, themselves. So they are either really honing in on their craft. They're always sharpening the saw. 
and they're never really done. And this one is my favorite because it makes this whole thing of life, you know, all about the journey and the story rather than this ultimate destination, or we're getting to some big moment in time in the future that everything's going to make sense. Kind of like the idea that happiness is X and the idea of success is Y. And when you understand those definitions, you got to work towards your goals. Like, you know, when I have all the money in the world and I'm living in a pink castle with a hundred dogs, I will be super happy and successful. And while that definitely sounds magical, and I would definitely not say no to that. I do love the idea of happiness and success being this thing in motion and kind of living through contrast, constantly learning and constantly experiencing things, whether it is a setback or it is a major step forward, but it's like this cyclical type of grit and grace that helps you keep moving forward. So I just find that people that I'm most inspired by, they see happiness and success as byproducts of their lives that are well-lived and well-intended and well-energized. They don't really see them or define them as goals. And that kind of brings it all back to your character and what you're investing in and how you're showing up. So that's number 10, the last point. So I'm going to end it there for my first solo episode ever. I'm going to need a big glass of water here because I feel like I've been talking forever, but I hope these 10 takeaways of people that really inspire me, inspire you as well. And I don't know about you, but I'm definitely looking forward to next week's solo episode with Conrad. Con Solo, coming in hot. Let's see if that nickname sticks. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Check us out and find more sparkle at allthatglitterspodcast.com. 